0: Welcome to the Coop Tank. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, coming to you from sweet recording in beautiful Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You know, people, if you have a podcast, a videocast, an audiobook, hell, even if you need a studio built, Sweet Recording's a place for you. Joe Ganjami, not only a great guy who knows his stuff, but he's honest and he'll work with you and he'll give you his insight. So check out their website, sweetrecording, S-U-I-T-E, recording.com or email him at hello at sweetrecording.com. Anyway, uh, we have a great show today. Uh, we have some good friends. Mine, I just mentioned I just met Robert, one of my guests, uh, last week for the first time. And I've met the other two people in person. But it's always it's always great when you meet people in person. But uh, we have a, we have a Great, great panel today, and uh, the first guest is uh, from Nationwide Mortgages, Josh Mays. How you doing, Josh? Hi, nice to see you. Good to see you. And from Aurelius, we have Lisa Fratelli.
1: Hi, Steve. Nice to see you.
0: And from Bovarnik and Associates, he's not an associate; he's the Bovarnik. We have Robert <laughs> Varnik. How you doing, Robert?
2: I'm doing great, Steve. Great to see you.
0: So I'm just gonna go around now and everyone tell a little bit about what you do, you know, 45 seconds to a minute, you know, what makes you different, maybe why, what you love what you do. But uh, Josh, tell, tell everyone about yourself.
3: All right. So I'm a residential mortgage lender, um, been in the business for about five years now. Um, and I have the pleasure of helping families obtain home ownership, licensed here in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Florida.
0: All right. And Robert, how about you?
3: So Steve, I
2: am a business lawyer. I'm licensed in Pennsylvania and Florida. I'm My practice is based in Pennsylvania. Three areas that I focus on in representing, I represent small to mid-sized companies and entrepreneurs in corporate transactional uh, matters ranging from entity selection, day-to-day contracts, mergers and acquisitions. I also do business litigation, Suing on behalf of clients, defending lawsuits on behalf of clients. I also do debtor creditor work, which would be on the debtor side, representing companies in financial distress, doing loan workouts, Chapter 11s when when it's appropriate, and also the creditor side when folks are getting sued by trustees and they want to purchase assets out of bankruptcy. So those are the three areas that I focus on.
0: All right. And how about you, Lisa?
1: Well, I'm a neuroscience coach and consultant and I'm also an angel investor in a neuromodulation company and the company's called Interstill.
0: All right. You know, I want to start off with something that, you know, we see it on we see it on LinkedIn and uh, and it's a big big part of the Hollywood strike, it's AI. Now, AI, I am someone who comes from a writing background, comedy stuff like that. I hate the idea of writing I I, I don't think AI as a creative I think AI sucks. Okay, now it's different because some people have to use it, and I understand that. I don't like it, but what, what are your thoughts on AI, and do you use it, and if you do, why? And we'll start with you, Josh. What do you think about AI?
3: I think it's going to destroy creativity because basically, what do you have to create now? You know, you have some thoughts, you put it in a chat bubble, and it's gone, or basically it's created for you. So I'm blessed that I finally or got out of college before that came around because I sure you not. I would be dumb as a brick if I had that when I was in school. Because that's all this next generation is going to do is just type in all their answers into some computer, spits it out, and they're going to have their whole test or paper filled out for them. I'm with you, Steve, on that. I'm not for AI.
0: How about How about you, Robert? Because you're you're a lawyer and you you're busy. I know you probably have paralegals and stuff like that. But you, for a lawyer, I can see it might be helpful. But it, I don't think it gives the person their own point of view.
2: So I am not a fan of AI on a number of levels. First, having nothing to do with the practice, I think AI, I think Skynet, right? The Terminator movies and how they will end up taking over us. So that's that's sort of my basic premise. In terms of the practice, uh, there was a recent case out of the Southern District of New York where two lawyers were sanctioned for doing a brief utilizing Chat GPT. The biggest problem with that, so they they did their research on ChatGPT. The cases that the AI spit out don't exist, and they didn't go back and do the due diligence to find that out. They ended up getting in a lot of trouble. So uh, AI is certainly uh, not where it needs to be. The about the only thing that is good about it is as a contract lawyer i may say and i've not done this but i may say let me see what a contract for some type of whatever is and that would be a starting point and, and that's one of the things that right now people use google and what i say to folks uh business owners they can use google to form a contract i will do that the difference is they use that as their ending point i use that as the starting point same thing with AI, I would probably pull up a contract just to get the basics, but then I'd go back and, and actually do the heavy lifting myself.
0: Okay, and how about how about you, Lisa?
1: Um, I don't think an, any computer or somebody who's pro- programming a computer will ever be able to replicate the emotions of humans. So they, they can try, but there's a lot of emotions that they will never be able to, in my opinion. Um I mean, I, I even our autocorrect must be AI, right? On our, our my on my iPhone, I'm always correcting it.
0: <laughs> you know what pisses me off about autocorrect? And and I guess that I'll show my age, but when I grew up, if I, if, I, if I was going to write about this group, I would say Steve Cooper is talking to Josh, comma Robert, and Lisa. Well, now they're sticking a comma before the end and and i that never happened and it throws me off because i'm like i don't want to put the comma before the end
3: yeah i could see it
2: no that that happens all the time and i will say that i've given up on it I and i just go with the comma now but i i totally agree with you growing up uh in elementary school junior high school we never had the comma after the end
0: Right. So, anyway, so I I met all you through networking, and and we're all on LinkedIn. And, and these days, you have to put something on LinkedIn. You have to do social media, and I always say there there's certain things that that bother me. Like I always have something like this week. I'm I'm tired of people writing award winning. Okay, because you don't know what award it is. You know, you you could have won a, a a potato sack race when you're in fifth grade, and you can say you're award winning. And now now what what word or or a sentence bothers you when you're on LinkedIn that you just said, like last week, we talked about it, star bothers me too. But what what pisses you off? Like you're like, this is BS. Robert, we're gonna start with you.
2: Uh, Two things come to mind. The first is power, referral, partner, that type of thing. Uh, The other thing is an expression of just, it is what it is. Those types of expressions that have become trite, uh, I, I don't like them in everyday language. I certainly don't like them when I when I see them on LinkedIn.
0: How about you, Josh? Because you, you gave a... <laughs> so I gave yeah,
3: you some... I'm with, because you took the words out of my mouth, man. I hate it because I'm in the business of obviously real estate where everybody's kissing each other's ass and it's just so fake and you see right through it, man. You know who's talking to who and who's working with who and all you see on Facebook is her. It could be Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be. Is everybody just kissing each other's ass. I hate it. I hate it, Steve. Um, cool when it's genuine and they mean it and everything, but when they're just saying clap it up for congratulations for a participation award, it's like, come on, we all wake up and we all got the same 24 hours. So I don't
0: know. <laughs> how, how about you, Lisa? I, I know Lisa will have an opinion on this.
1: <laughs> I do. I have, I have opinions about a lot of people. <laughs> um, just the way people speak drives me crazy because um, I, I was really good in English when I was in school. I went to Catholic school and used to diagram the sentences. And I don't think anybody speaks true English anymore. And a lot of it is just bullshit. Um, it's just contrived marketing speak. I don't know. That's a, a lot of it. I, I could criticize a lot of it. I, I choose not to anymore only because it just seems like it's, it's a losing battle. So, um, you know, I, I agree with Josh too. A lot of that, um, you can tell where the, where the alliances are, you know, and, and people are very fake. And uh, so I tend to gravitate to people that, you know,
0: are not. that <laughs> it, it is important. And, you know, so we're, we're all, we all have our jobs and, and, and we do it and we do what we do because we like it. But what do you love about what you do? You know, we can sit there and we can say, you know, any job has its downfalls. I mean, it's like anything, you know, you may hate going to this, you may, hate, but there's something that you love and then why you stay with it. And, you know, sometimes people just say, Hey, cause I make a lot of damn money mm-hmm. and I don't want to start anything else. But Lisa, what do you love about what you do? Cause you, you, you're an angel investor and you're, you're uh, doing your gig. And then you also have the TV show on RBN, but what, mm-hmm. so what, what do you love? What makes you get up and go, this is what I love. And this is what I want to do today.
1: What do I love? I love it when when I connect with people and, and we're in a, a conversation that I lose track of time and that's a flow state for me and they feel better when they walk away from me. I don't always, People don't tell me that often, but people tell me a ton of stuff. I, if I, I said if I had a nickel for every time somebody said to me, you know, I've never told anybody this and they divulge some, you know, something about themselves. Um, I it just I guess a feeling of that something that I've learned in the past that I might have said to them about what I've done or what I've learned helped them see that there's a, 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 um, a genuineness about my desire to help people be free from all the the limitations they put on themselves. And I also like I still I'm still trading. So I like trading also. Josh knows this. Um, yeah, because oh, I was successful at it. So, you know, um, yes.
0: How about, how about you, Robert? Cause you've been practicing law for a long time.
2: Yeah. So I would say there are two things. One is I like meeting people, getting to know them, not necessarily to try to get them to be a client, but I just like getting to know them, getting to understand their stories. I like to learn from them. Then with respect to the actual practice, I love being creative. Uh, Edward, I think it was Edward Bennett Williams that once said the difference between a good lawyer and a great lawyer is the the ability to be creative and coming up with a challenge and coming up with a creative solution, that really gets me going every day.
0: Yeah, and about you, Josh, cause you know, you're younger, you're, you're a young guy. And so you've only been in the business for five years and it's something you're, you're newer in your career, but mm-hmm. what do you love about it? What, you know, do you, and, and you, you know, do you sit there, what goes, you go, man, I just, do you love helping people or what is it that you love?
3: Yeah. I mean, that's a clear cut answer, but I'll take a little pivot from that. Um, I like doing what other people can't get done. Like I like going against the herd. Everybody's saying, don't get into real estate. It's, terrible all negativity but i like being the bright spot in everybody's life where it's like all right they can come to me for advice they can come i don't know whatever the case may be but i like doing the unthinkable like if three other lenders couldn't get it done and we got to close that's a pat on my back you know what i mean just because what rob brought up about being create, creative that's everything in our industries because everybody could just plug away and do what you're supposed to do by the book but those people that think in the gray area and problem solve rather than point fingers. I love those types of people and that's what I aspire to be. So I love doing that every day. It's just problem solving.
0: It's funny. We all talk about people and I, uh, that's why we network, you know, we network to meet people. And I, I do, I, I, of course we all want business, but I also do it to, uh, forge relationships and i I got a text last night from a guy named tj smake and i don't know know tj but uh tj is a great guy he used to come to coffee with cooper and when i had coffee with cooper i had my friend who's jason aldean's drummer rich redmond who's a motivational speaker speak twice and tj who at the time was battling cancer uh was a big fan of rich he knew rich like i i didn't know rich when i met him i didn't know who jason yeah. was when i met him and and last night he actually was at a show in maryland and he actually met rich and to me that's what networking is all about that, I, I, I got that text and i was like so happy i was like it's so great and now some people don't network to be popular you know people always want to put the photo up. you know they want to sit there and look you know like i guess they weren't popular in high school but there's nothing wrong with that but they just sit there what What's your advice for those people that are transparent when they, when they, network and, and everyone can tell it like i know someone who's always is transparent and people sit there and go oh my god they're I don't know if i'm not using the right word they're like oh my god what's with such and such they're so full of shit like do they ever work <laughs> what is what is your opinion on that robert what would you tell people like with the social media and networking because i know like you know you know lauren amente and christy berge that's why i met you for ages you guys have never done business but you've built a relationship what would you tell people who are networking for the wrong reason would you tell them to get their head out of the ass or what would you tell them
2: in a, in a slightly more lightweight yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, the, it's it's all about the process and it's really don't necessarily think about what am I going to get out of this I think the people who are the most successful in networking are those that are doing it not necessarily with the expectation of, this is, I'm, I meet, I'm sitting down uh, for coffee with you, Steve, and what business am I going to get from you? No, that's not it. I'll give you a good example. The, the first time you and I spoke, we spent a lot of time talking about your role as a comedian and talking, and I remember this, we were talking about people like Dom Irera, you know, comedians. And that was so memorable. I said, I really want to get to know this guy. And and that's what it's all about—really understanding the person and not being just so shallow that it's—it's it's a five-minute conversation. What is it that this guy can give to me?
0: Okay, how about how about you, Lisa? Because we we we've sat down, we've talked for hours before. We were, had coffee, we talked for hours. What what is it for you?
1: For networking, I, you know, I I've always thought of myself as an introvert. So networking years ago, when I really wasn't liking what I was doing, was really really chore. I I look at it. I I, you know it's it's like being in the minefield at times when you just think I don't really want to go to this but I promised somebody I would do this to meet somebody else and I I think of that too what Rob said of it's always um, I I studied with Bob Proctor many years ago and he said you you give your way to the top you give your way I I give a lot of stuff away time products, um, just because I think it will help somebody. If they ask for something, if I have it, then I, I offer it to them. Um, you know, it's a time often is the hardest thing to give away because it's, it's something that we'll never get back. So I, I I try to choose my networking pretty carefully because I value my time, you know, so, um, I don't know. Did I answer your question? I, yeah. I There, well, are, there I, are lots of times what, what,
0: what, I, Yeah. What would you tell? What would you tell people though who are are just phonies? Like, what would you tell them? What would you say? You know, we see right through you. I and mean, what yeah. would you tell? What would you tell someone?
1: It gets. It's um. It's that oversaturation feeling. It's just like, oh, there they are again. Um. After a while, you they become almost invisible to people. They they, they are to me. It's like seeing a commercial over and over again. You're like, oh, I don't even know what they're selling anymore. And it's a turnoff. It's a total turnoff to me. Right. And that's what I would say. Right. Um, and how, about,
0: yeah. how, about, how about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean,
3: do you want my uh, farmer analogy or my basketball analogy?
0: <laughs> well, get both because, you know, that's yeah. a matter All of, right. I mean, what, you know, because people speak in different tongues. You know, I mean, I can yeah. say something creatively to someone that I know they're not going to get and I can say something I mean, if Robert talked to me in law terms, I would have no idea what he was talking about. I'd be like, okay, you know, but I mean, sometimes, I mean, that's, we do that. We fake it sometimes. If someone, yeah. But I've always taught, my mom always said, "ass." Yeah. so if, like if Robert was saying something about a case and used some huge word, I would say, hey, I don't know what that means because I I don't care. If someone thinks I'm stupid, I don't care because I'm not. But what, no, what, get both, get both, you're both uh you're yeah, no, I and mean, your basketball, I, which, by the way, I've I, never heard someone say farmer and basketball in the same sentence. I, I think <laughs> of, unless it's Larry Bird. So uh, <laughs> give me uh, give me your. your, your
3: no, I don't know. I guess I'll start with the farmer. So I like to, I guess, plant the seeds everywhere I can and kind of watch them grow. Um, being new to the industry, obviously, I plan on doing this or at least in the business world at, for the next 20 to 25 years. So I need to plant seeds with people that are gr- going to grow with me and we want to be flowers together, you know. So that's kind of my objective is just plant seeds no matter where it is. I don't care what the outcome is, kind of like what you guys were touching based on. Um, but in the future, I know I'm going to need these people, whether it's for personal or somebody else is going to need it. Now, if I go over to basketball, I'm playing point guard. Now, Steve, I might not need you to get a mortgage, but you might need me to go introduce you to somebody else. I love playing point guard and putting the puzzle piece together for somebody. Um, or Lisa needs to meet a famous stock trader and I know him off the back of my hand. Like I would love to make that intro if I could. I would do that rather than a referral all day. Um, just because it just feels so moldane now with referrals because we do it all day long. But when you're able to help another power partner link up with another power partner and it's because of your connection that feels great you know and to answer your question about um the phoniness time tells you know if you're going to be phony for so long you can't keep that act up so as long as time keeps going by you're eventually going to get exposed so i just let little bit i say that every empire falls even the roman one did so
1: mm-hmm.
0: so when we talk about ourselves which you know we People, you don't like to talk about yourself. Though. I mean, there are people who love to talk about themselves. We see right. it—you know—they don't—they don't, they don't <laughs> shut up when you go on the network. They go, "Oh," no, no. and you're like, "Jesus Christ, just give me a break." <laughs> what is a what is a characteristic that when you talk to someone, you think you and you you give that characteristic, and, and people will say about you, like people say to me, "Oh, Steve, Steve's a funny guy," because I did stand up, but when I I have to get to know people till. You know, funny because I don't waste my time on any schlub because it's not worth it to me. But what is a characteristic that you that people that you would want people to say about you? You know, like Robert, what would you want people to say if someone's talking about you? If someone says, "Hey, Steve, do you know Robert Bavarnik? He's what? What? What's a characteristic you'd like to hear?"
2: So one of the things that I really like to hear as a lawyer, because we all know about the reputation that lawyers have, is that. He's a really good guy. I mean, a story that I often tell people is I had a a case in Wichita, Kansas years ago. The parties hated each other. I got along great with the other lawyer. And he tells me that he went to the Wichita bar luncheon one day. And, you know, what are you guys doing? And he says, this is the case I'm involved in. I'm involved in this case, the Philadelphia lawyer. I got to tell you, he's a really good guy. To me, that's a great compliment because I'm fighting hard for my client but it's not personal. We're just, we're staying professional and we're, we're not you know, putting a bunch of nonsense in the way.
0: How about you, Josh?
3: When people call me valuable or resourceful, you know, that feels good because I love the fact that I can be young and everybody hits me with, I've been in this business for 20 years, whatever the case may be. But the fact that I could talk the talk with them and I've only done it for a fourth of the time. That's all. That's all it's about.
0: And Lisa.
1: Honest. Um, honest, straight, like it, I, what you see is what you get. Um, I guess it's not very transparent, but I, I guess I'm very honest with people. Um, and I'm, I'm the eternal optimist also.
0: All right. Well, that's, that's, they're all good qualities. So let's talk, you know, you, Josh, you said, you know, you're, you're new in the business and older people come up to you and say, Oh, you know, cause we always run into that. We always mm-hmm. run into someone who happened to me he's... yesterday. Tell me what happened, <laughs> what happened?
3: I was on the phone with a real estate agent. We were going and we we're putting in an offer for somebody. And I, I don't know. He doesn't know my age, obviously over the phone. He sees my name on a piece of paper. Um, but he hits me with, I've been in the business for 20 years and this is that. And the third, and I'm just like, excuse me, sir, but it's not right <laughs> here. He was actually one of the good ones. He listened to me, kind of hear me out. He said, oh, you're actually right. So, but normally that's not the case.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's what, how, how do you handle that? Like, you know, okay. You're at a networking event and we get, we get these people who sit there and, and they know everything or they've been in the business forever, which sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad right. thing. Cause I always learned that, you know, where I would love to, I love to mentor people especially with podcasting but what i let younger people mentor me somewhat because they know more about things i don't know about i'm i'm you know i put i border on curmudgeon um so josh what what do you, what is something that when you what bothers you when someone sits there and tries to give you advice and and on the same side are you open to advice
3: right so i think every good leader needs to be a sponge um Listen, we're humans. We're not AIs. We have to learn every single day. And whether it's 1% better today and if it's 2% better tomorrow, it doesn't have to be all at once. But anyway, even 20 years into your career, you should have the same mentality. And if you don't, shame on you. I don't know how you got there if you don't have that mentality. Because I think it's an ego thing that gets in the way. If you're not willing to listen to somebody with a different approach or... um I get, it's like math, you know, like there's multiple ways to get to the answer for three plus one, two plus two. But are you willing to listen to that other one that wasn't yours? You know, like if I had two plus two and Steve, you had three plus one, am I willing to listen to your way of doing math? I don't know. That's a you thing at that point, you know? So I think it's just ego that gets in the way. And I am very open to advice. I love asking questions. I love learning more efficient ways to doing things because I think- as humans and as time develops, we should be working smarter, not harder. Um, And I think that's kind of the approach that a lot of people need to take. But yet again, that's my opinion.
0: Seven minus three. Um, Anyway. uh, (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Lisa, how about you?
1: Well, the question was what, I'm sorry. uh, Say it again, Steve, I'm sorry.
0: Are you you open, you know, to to learn and, and, and sit there?
1: Most definitely, yes. You know, I think of uh, when people, I've had a lot of people throughout my life criticize me. And then I I look at it as feedback now more than ever. And I think as people get older, I would agree with Josh. You hear, you see people like they're, it's, I said, I was at some big networking thing and there were lots of people pontificating like, oh dear Lord. Um, It's the same old crap. Like you have to keep evolving. In creating, that's just a human thing. We're always, otherwise, if you're not continually creating, you're disintegrating. It's it's we're because we're energy, right? I mean, then it's true, um, and your thoughts are the most powerful thing. So I hear this from a lot of people. They don't like feedback, or or they consider it criticism.
0: How about so, you, Robert? Because you've been in the business for a while. And uh, but did you still feel like you still learn? I mean, is it something that you're learning at this point? Because you've been doing it for a long time and you're very successful.
2: The day I stopped learning from people is the day I quit. Uh, and 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 you can learn from so many different people. Now, though Josh is a couple of years younger than me, but I my guess <laughs> is if we sat down, there's a lot I could learn from him. Lisa the same way. You, nah maybe not, I'm just kidding. And and you as well. Uh and, and and that's the important thing that none of us think should think that we have all the answers. And we should be open to learning from all different types of people. Okay. That's well, why we, you've
3: been successful for so long, Rob. You think like that. I respect that's true. that.
0: No, 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 we learn from all people. What what kind of people do you try to avoid? Okay, there's people that you know, like for me, I try to avoid the card pusher. You know, I was in an event and this guy was just pushing his card and he wouldn't shut up. And I'm like, dude, and he was drunk. Was even There's nothing worse than going to an drunk. event and having a drunk card pusher. because, like, ah, 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 And then they forget, they talk to you and then they come back and, ah, and I'm like, Jesus, you know. And he was a nice <laughs> enough guy. I'm sure if he was, you know, not a card pusher, it'd be okay. But I try to avoid that. I also try to avoid phonies, okay, because I met a person at a networking event and right off the bat. This is when I first started. Right off the bat, I knew this person was full of shit just a phony okay flash forward two years two years down the road i'm at the pyramid club at an event with my good friend who is a mayor of a small town and this guy starts talking to us and he just drops an anti-semitic comment and it came out like it came out like too easy you know it's like me when i'm driving when the f-bomb comes out it just comes out too easy my wife's like don't give anyone the finger you might get shot but it just (laughs) happened and so i i he was a phony. Now this person's popular, but people don't know he's full of shit. And once I I didn't say anything because I'm not going to cancel the person because like Josh, we said earlier, if people will find out. They'll find out. But what what do you hate? Like who do you hate? And I'm going to use the word hate because I don't care. I know people say it's a hot, strong word, but there's all people or dislike if you're, you know, but what what are the people that you dislike and try to avoid at networking events? Because we have to come across as professional courteous you know you don't want to be like oh like robert they said you're a good guy they don't want to, we don't think they'll say hey i got that Bavarnik. he's a dick we don't want to hear that <laughs> what what is it what is something that you try to avoid and we to start with you lisa because i know networking is also different for a woman than a man because there's a lot of creepy guys out there so what tell me what you try to avoid and the people you don't like to interact with at networking events
1: the um the people who monopolize your time come over and, and the hangers on kind of they, they, and they're, and they're doing it. You feel that they're doing it because they don't really want to be there and you have convers. And I, I've had that a lot. They just kind of, they're there and it's, it's really not a, an interactive conversation. It's just help me kind of thing. Um, you know, Free coaching. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Um, and they're they're uncomfortable in their own skin. Let's put it that way.
0: How about you, Robert?
2: I would say two things, sort of two sides of the same point: hard sell, and people are all, who are all about themselves. the, the, the yeah, you, know, you don't want to sit there and have a conversation where somebody's only talking about themselves. That is a total waste of time. I'm not interested. I like, as Lisa's talking about, the interactive conversation. Somebody wants to know about me, whether it's about me professionally, about me personally, that actually show that they care. If it's all about them, I've got no time for
3: them. Josh. I mean, I got to agree with both of those. But now, Steve, when you go to a mortgage or when you go to a networking event and you hear there's more than five lenders in a room, what do you do? like oh these
0: bastards <laughs> well, no i i went to an event one time and i sat at a table with all bankers and i'm like geez i i'm like i and not to i'm not saying bankers no right? no no it's I okay mean, but, no, but no but no no the bankers can be boring uh, and honestly yeah. and then they, and and you meet a banker and they're always at a different bank like these people change jobs yeah i know them. i know oh my God. i know people have been like with six different banks since i met them six years ago but you know lenders I, you know i would sit there I don't, I don't always understand what a lender is. So I would sit there and whoever comes up to me, cause I sit there and I'll sit by myself. I want people to talk to me cause I'm, I'm a attention whore. I, I need that. <laughs> but uh, I would, I would, whoever comes up to me, I would, and I would ask them. I, I, I cause I'm not familiar with lenders. The mortgage, lender, it, it's, it's a, it's a gray subject to me, but for right. you though, but what, what do you, what do you don't like?
3: But that's, I don't know. It's just because it has a bad persona. Like in real estate, for example, it's just another one, or I feel like another number. You know, I don't feel valued. I don't feel like I'm Josh. You know, I feel like I'm just categorized. And I hate that. I hate when I get categorized by one label because I'm many different things. And if you put me as one thing, then shame on you, you know. Um, but the types of people I try to avoid are those that like to gossip rather than problem solve, point fingers rather than problem solve. You're not for me. And those and I you like you said, you could see the phoniness and the bullshit right through people. So if that person's coming towards me, I try to turn my back because, yeah, I love to hear about other people's lives. But as Rob mentioned, if that's the only thing I'm hearing about, clearly you're not doing your job correctly or your business or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear anymore. So that's kind of where I just put a hard stop on it.
0: Okay. No, no, we, we, this, this, this group, we are, we have different ages. Okay. And so different things, you know, things mean differently to us, you know, as we, we evolve. And, uh, I woke up this morning and, um, I had a few cocktails last night. My head was a little fuzzy and I sat there, but I woke up and my wife, you know, always puts my, my heart meds next to my bed. And, and, and I sat there and I said, you know what? I'm pretty successful. You know, I, 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 when I was younger, success to me would have been being a big star. Now I'm like, you know what I'm liked. I have a beautiful wife. You know, I have, I'm a homeowner, homeowner. I have a new car. I you know, I, I consider myself successful. Now there's things I want to, of course, do more. I want to write a book. I want to, you know, I get on the speaking circuit, you know, but I'm still, I consider myself successful. What ways do you consider yourself successful? And and what is success to you actually, Robert, we're going to start with you because you, you've been around and you are a successful lawyer, but what internally, not just saying, Oh, that's Robert Pavarnik. He's a successful lawyer. What is success to you?
2: Success to me is having Uh, happy family having great kids having a great wife to me that that's what it's all that's why we're doing this we're doing this for what what it's able to give to us and for me it's seeing the success of my kids and how they're going through their life with their paths and that they're happy as long as they're happy and they're successful then then I've done a good job
0: Okay. How about you, Josh? Because you're a younger guy. I you know you just recently got engaged, and you know you bought a home. So you, you know, you you have certain points. You're doing well. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you're. I mean, I don't, I don't know how old are you
3: uh turn 26
0: in two weeks oh geez okay well you're like your god you could be like my grandkid for christ's sake no no, that'd be too young but uh what what is the 20 yeah god that pisses me off he's got a beautiful girlfriend he's got a house when i was you you know when i was when i was 26 i was on the road doing comedy you know sleeping with whoever i could in all honesty but so at 26 what does success do at 26 and do you look and and what do you think success will be to you 25 years from now, because you're, you're young.
3: No, it's a great question. Um, honestly, Steve, going back to, I guess the personal route. So my dad was a blue collar worker still works at his factory still works at my mom's a stay at home. mom, So that's where I got all the fire under my ass. So I want to be able to go out to eat, not look at a price tag. I want to buy a car, not look at the price tag. I know that sounds stupid, but, And I do a lot of self-reflection too. Cause a lot, I hear that a lot. They're like, oh, you're young. You got your stuff together, blah, blah, blah. But somebody else, there's 21 year olds that have 10 times more than what I got. You know, it's just relatively speaking to everybody. Um, But success to me, man, would definitely be someone to come home to, uh, share all your valuables with, um, being able to wake up every day and be healthy. Um, I have a disability and the fact that I could wake up and kind of feel like everybody else every day and not let it bug me, that's success in itself. Now, when money and fame or popularity, I guess let's use because we're not famous, we're just popular, I guess, Um, because I'm like you, Steve. When I was younger, success, I had to be a famous soccer player. I had to be making millions of dollars a month. Um, But that's just not it. You know, if I could wake up every day kind of with a smile on my face and I have four animals at home, I could take care of them. I got my beautiful fiance. I'm able to get to work to and from. I can get to my parents. God forbid they call me. Um, that's successful to me. The fact that I can be useful to everybody in my life. Um, so I'd agree with you. I'd definitely say I'm successful as well.
0: Well, about, about...
3: I was just going to say in 20, I forgot your other question, 25 years, what success is going to look like. is what I leave behind. You know, um, I want to be able to have beautiful children and be able to give them whatever I didn't have Or the fact that they want to go on vacation. It's like, all right, let's go. Where do you want to go? You know, it's not. Let's just pick and choose just based off of a budget or always hear about bills all the time. Um, Because I want my kids, like, even if I'm rich and successful one day, I'm not going to give them all the money. I want them to figure it out themselves because that's where you get that grit and grind character mentality. If I hand everything to them, they have no reason to be, you know, so success in 25 years to me is definitely having my kids have a similar mindset to what I have now.
0: See, me 25 years success would be still being alive. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. Obviously, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny, though. you said about sharing valuables. That's always good, but I'll give you one word, uh, two words, three words separate bank accounts. So I, you can share all the valuables. My first marriage had not a separate bank account. I have separate <laughs> bank accounts now, and it's perfect. I have no complaints. I'm like, you know what? I pay for a lot of stuff, but I know this is yep. mine. And I know yep. my wife knows my. Uh, my password to my ATM. So I said, when I die, if I die suddenly, just go in and take like 5,000 out this week or 5,000 out that week. Just you know, don't make it look any obvious. But, but how about you, Lisa? Success, success for you.
1: I would say what both of them have said, but mostly that my kids are happy and healthy. My granddaughter, my daughters, of course, Jerry and I. And I love it that they, they both live here so we're close to them and because I'm from upstate New York. So, uh, you know, it was always have to six hour drive to get to my mom and my dad. Um, just spending time with my kids. And you know, that is like the. I love it when they're here for dinner. And that's success to me and that they're happy and healthy and that they're doing something in their life that they love doing and they have someone in their life that that they love. What else? Is
0: okay. I want. I want to ask this question. I, I've asked a few times, and it's just because it always intrigues me. And, and I'm someone who, you know, we, you know, we we don't want to admit it, but we we are in a divided country right now, you know. And, and I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't get into it all. I don't because I, I. It's just. I think it's all a bunch of bullshit. You know. I, my feeling is. I think. You know. Politicians. They should be able to tweet about politics. That's it. No opinion. That's what your job is. You're a politician. Now, on social media, LinkedIn especially, Facebook is a different animal, but LinkedIn, I see people post about politics. I see people post about religion. If you want to do that, that's fine. It irritates the shit out of me. I don't I don't think LinkedIn is a place for that. But what is your stance on politics and religion on LinkedIn? Because we're all on LinkedIn. It's a business tool. We get connections. It's my opinion. I think it's bullshit. I think don't post it. I don't care if you love God. I want to know if you can close a mortgage. You know, that's just me. But what is your what is your fact think about that, Lisa? Religion and politics on LinkedIn. What do you think?
1: Two two subjects that should stay out of business. I agree completely because they're they're hotbeds for controversy and no nothing ever gets done and nothing ever gets solved you know as business people we're problem solvers and, and you're just you're just going to stay with your opinion and i'm going to stay with my opinion and we're not going to we're not going to come together on anything so you know i i totally agree with you it's not how about, how
3: about how about you josh i pulled something up this is uh this is what's wrong with the country the fact that barbie and taylor swift are balancing the U.S. economy right now? <laughs> Come on, you in the entertainment business, Steve. You you can attest to this. They're balancing the economy. What because of box offices and all the merch and everything? What's going on there?
0: Well, no, I I understand that. You know, Barbie. You know, one thing real quick on with Barbie. You know, and the thing about social media how people just want to drag people down you know my wife went to see barbie with her friends and they they wore their little outfits and then and and, yeah. and took kids, and it was great and her nephew went and he did it with, with his friends dressed like ken and then i saw someone say, i love it but of course there's always people that shit all over everything oh like, yeah oh, it's stupid you know but that's social media but what's your take on religion and politics on linkedin josh because you know you're a young guy i don't know what your religious beliefs are if you're religious mm-hmm. that's great i'm not i'm i'm not an atheist i'm just afraid to die yeah yeah i I think about it but uh what what is what is your what is your opinion do you think it's a place it is LinkedIn a place for that
3: i think um two separate things you know that's because religion that's just your beliefs on whether or not um with afterlife or not i mean everybody's entitled to that i mean if if I'm getting hit by a car or God forbid, and I don't, and I'm just like, I just did it. I just said, God forbid, or I say, thank God. You know, you're allowed to have those type of comments because if somebody sneezed, if you sneezed right now, I'd say, bless you. Why can't I say that on LinkedIn? That's fine, you're being kind. As long as you're not being a piece of shit. Honestly, that's what I'm cool with on LinkedIn. You wanna share your beliefs, you wanna share if you're right wing or left wing, whatever, fine, just don't be a piece of shit about it. Share your views, don't bash the other person for having a different opinion. You're allowed to. You're entitled to, you know, with the freedom of speech. It's another platform where you can speak your mind. Uh, now, do I think people are going crazy extremists one way or another? Yes, it's all propaganda at the end of the day. But, yeah, I think you should be able to uh, state your opinion. But it shouldn't be overdone. You know, maybe say one post, I don't know, every month or something like that. But it shouldn't be overstated.
0: All right. I know now that's I, a
3: different standpoint.
0: No, 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 that, no that's good. I mean, that, that's that's a... Once again, that's the learning process. I understand that. And that you're but you're saying you don't think it's to be saturated. And that's once again, why we should have the conversations with people because we we can learn. But how about you, Robert? What What's your what's your take on it? Because you're a little bit older. And, and you know, there used to be my dad would always say, uh, don't talk religious or politics at the table, you know, things like that. But what 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 is it like? What was your opinion?
2: So to to follow up on what Josh is saying, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. I agree with Lisa. To me, it's a hard no. I don't think that LinkedIn is a place for subjects like politics like religion um and i've got issues and they're on facebook all the time i used to get involved in political discussions with my friends of all different political stripes that that tended to devolve so i don't even do that now but certainly it does not have a place it's it's not productive to have it on linkedin in my view
0: okay i got, I got one final question and i always end the show with this um you meet someone or for Josh, someone who's a few years younger than you, because you you're out, you're younger, and 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 you meet someone who's just getting out of whether it be trade school or or high school that they don't want to go to college or college or whatever or even grad school, and then you meet someone and they're just getting into the business world. You know, they're very bright eyed. You know, they they've never been smack down you know they've been going through that which we all go they've never been rejected anything like that but what advice would you give them what would you if someone came up to you and said what advice do you have for me as i go out and try to get my shit going and get the thing started robert what advice would you give to someone
2: so i would say two things the first is enjoy the process because it's the journey that is equally as important as where you end up. And if you're missing that, then you're missing a lot of why we're doing this. The second thing is uh, something that I've referred to as trust your swing. A number of years ago, Philadelphia Business Journal interviewed me uh, for their CEO issue. And one of the things I said is trust your swing, believe in yourself. That's the other thing. So enjoy the process and believe in yourself.
0: All right, how about you, Lisa?
1: I would say do your best at whatever you're doing. Learn as much as you can. Ask lots of questions. Uh, come early and stay late.
0: How about you, Josh? Because you're, you're newer, you're, you're someone who would just question probably you just started a few years, five years into it.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say try new things. Um, that's something that I guess I failed to do when I was younger um because i've been in the same business now for the last five years no don't get me wrong i love what i do but use your 20s as an experience to try different things you know when you're locked and i chose to do this early like i got a fiance mortgage now take care of the whole nine but before you have all that over your belt if you don't like something don't be afraid to quit and go out and do something else just try it and then the number one thing i would say is definitely find a mentor when you do find that one thing you want Find something to cling on to and answer all your questions and get light years ahead of them.
0: All right. Well, you know This was great today, guys. It's always good to talk to people. I love talking to people and you're people I like. You wouldn't be on the show if I didn't like you. So uh, you know, that's what you guys know now. Whenever you see the, the show, it's people I like. But uh, how can people get in touch with you? Robert, how can people find you? How can people find Robert Bavarnik?
2: So you can find me. Uh, My website is uh, R and then my last name, uh, www.rbavarnick.com. My email is my initials rmb at rbavarnick.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn, all the different types of social media, Uh, but probably LinkedIn. I just type in Rob Bavarnick and I think I'm the only one that comes up.
0: And how about you, Josh?
3: Um, Same thing. You can find me on any platforms. Um, Joshua Mays. well, my email is jmaze at nation and my phone number is 856-739-3654. If you ever need anything, just reach out.
0: Spell your name, because people are well, probably going to look J-M-A-Z-E. Spell your name real quick. M-A-I-E-S-E. All right. And how about you, Lisa?
1: Uh, you could find me uh, on LinkedIn, and my website is lisafertale.com, and my email is lisa at
0: Okay. And people, you can get in touch with me. Uh email me at thecooptank at yahoo.com. August nineteenth, Saturday, August nineteenth. I have a show over there at the Pizzeria Uno in Maple Shade. Go check it out. It's uh it will sell out because I always draw a good crowd. Also, if you're not doing anything, August 10th, uh, Thursday, at Splits in Mount Laurel, it's Cocktails with Cooper. It's 4 o'clock. Show up. It's a happy hour. Robert was there last time. I met him for the first time. Great happy hour. Like $5 appetizers, two fifty drafts. You, you can't beat that. And uh, don't forget, get in touch with Joe Ganjami at Sweet Recording, because if you want to do a podcast, you know, we can do something for you. I can help you flush out your idea. You can come to the studio and work with Joe, and I can critique you. And then you can keep coming back and work with Joe because me and Joe work together because Sweet Recording is a place to be. Joe does a great job producing this show. That's why I'm here, because of him. So, people, go check them out at Recording, S-U-I-T-E, Recording.com, or email them at hello at SweetRecording.com. I'm Steve Cooper. You guys have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next week.